Hey, 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 it's Todd Fox from Halos in the Infield. Have you ever thought of owning your own Amazon store? Amazon is making a killing nowadays. I've been hearing a lot of buzz about people making additional income through Amazon. And that's what we all need to do, especially with the price of gas soaring, food prices on the rise, and the economy taking a fall. So why not make some extra money? So there's this company I know about called Riley Ecom who can help you set your own store up without having to spend hours learning how to run it. They do everything for you. So if anyone is interested in knowing more about owning an Amazon store or has any questions at all, please call Jason at Riley Ecom at 562-455-7154. Tell him that Todd Fox sent you. Once again, that's 562-455-7154 because who can use some easy money right now and some extra money? I know I can. How about you? Hey, 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 it's Todd Fox from Halos in the Infield here on the podcast forum to let you know, happy Father's Day. It's that Sunday, Father's Day during the regular season. I am Todd Fox, your fearless leader, along with the other fearless leader on the show. Hey, what's up? It's James. Or James, uh, I know it's been a while since I've been on the podcast, but uh, happy to be here, you know, breaking down the series that was the five-game series with the Mariners and then uh, previewing the three-game series with the Kansas City uh, Royals. Exactly. We're going to jump into these uh, two series, like he said. Uh, but first, give us a five-star if you can on the podcast. Uh, it really helps us out. Or check us out on YouTube, subscribe, or even give us a shout-out over on Instagram. We always respond no matter what, so uh, good or bad. But, yeah, let's talk about, first off, the struggles of the Angels over the last, I'd say, what, 20 games prior to the Mariners series. Uh, it. I mean, your impressions, bro, on the 14-game losing streak. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. I didn't expect that. Uh, I thought, okay, maybe they'll lose seven or six, and then they'll they'll get on the back on the winning track, win a couple here, and then lose three more. But no, they just found so many ways to blow games or get blown out, whatever the case was, and. Uh, the fact that it spanned through, you know, some homestands, some road trips, that didn't feel good. I that game, especially uh, to finish the Philadelphia series, you know, where uh, Harper hit the game tying grand slam, and then Mickey Moniak, who's in Triple A for Philadelphia, won the game. That was really the low point to the fact that uh, what was that? That was what third. In a, no, 12 in a row at that one point or 13. Mm -hmm. Literally, I was laughing after every loss, I think after like nine games. But that that last game against Philadelphia, I was just, I was livid. I, I didn't want to throw anything or whatever. It just wasn't worth it. But after, after every loss when they were playing Boston, I was just like, I, I just started to laugh thinking, oh, it's going to get much worse. It's going to get much worse. I was just and hoping... Then, um, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was sorry. Against the Mets, I was hoping, okay, maybe they'll take two out of three, but New York is too strong. The Dodgers series, you know, they were in every game except, you know, the, the second one. By the way, your postgame rants, they're much needed. No one else does that where they say, hey, you know, this team should be better. Fire the you know, you you keep beating the same drum and nothing gets done about the hitting coach. Mm -hmm. I mean, every single post game, you're on it. 
even if they win too. They're like, hey, Jimmy <laughs> Reed, Boss Reynolds sucks. Uh, so I'll tell you what, I didn't know what, what to expect coming into this uh, Seattle series, but, you know, we were here. Well, I appreciate you summing that up because, I mean, like there was a couple games in there where they could have broke the slump and just whatever, for whatever reason didn't go their way. They didn't get the hit. They gave up a hit, like you said, the home run. The Dodgers series, I think, was a low point for me because, you know, I hate losing to them no matter what. And, you know, losing the first game uh, outright and then the second one, you know, you stand there with an opportunity or the first one you stand there with an opportunity to get the hit and you don't do anything. I mean, that was severely frustrating. Um, I think I blew my top in that post game. And then uh, the second one was just unbelievable because it's like, okay, how low can this team go? Well, they're about ready to get no hit. And uh, they fortunately broke it up and scored a run as well, spoiling the shutout. But uh, five times in that, or no, six times in that losing streak and in, in that stretch out of 19 games, they were only limited to one run. And uh, three times they were shut out, and they've been shut out five times this season and they've only scored one run nine times so that's pretty pathetic and uh so that's why i've been beating the drum about you know reed and sereno getting fired and getting their walking papers um walking into this series no pun intended um you know we figured seattle's second worst hitting team in all of baseball and only to oakland who oakland purged their team as well-known story um but you know Coming off that 14-game losing streak, I'm watching these other teams like Philly after they fired Girardi, winning 12 out of 14, or, or, or I think it's like 10 out of uh, 10 out of something, 13 or whatever. And then you see the Atlanta Braves winning 13 games before they finally lost. Um, you're like, damn, you know, I want the Angels to get on the right side of that. You know, like those teams are doing the right things. The Angels weren't. So with that being said, spoiler alert, you know, they won four out of five. Do you think this is the beginning of a start of a turnaround for the Angels? Before we get into I'm looking, the at, I'm looking at the schedule, and it, it seems like it's more favorable, right? Mm -hmm. Right now, you play the Mariners for eight. You already played them for five, so three less. You have Kansas City. You have Chicago, and they're going through a lot of stuff. The White mm -hmm. Sox. I mean, if you want to look that up basically it's like the manager should have been fired there's players glad that they're leaving there's on the field issues off the field issues it's just awful uh and then houston comes in <laughs> and then you play miami then you play baltimore then houston and the dodgers so you you i know the angels aren't really doing well but hey you gotta take care of those games against lower opponents even though we are one of those you still got to beat those people you got to sweep them, honestly, to get back into things or else this season is over. I totally agree. They've, they've dug themselves quite the hole, but it's not it's not hopeless. And since the last time we were on, as far as a podcast form, Anthony Rendon is now down for the entire rest of the season. And so before we get, like I said, before we get into the Seattle series, let's get a quick take on this. I want your take on this because I've been jawing back and forth with all the Halo honks that are just like hey stop blaming him he's hurt surgery you can't avoid that but i've seen millions of players come through in different sports and play through injuries and they say well he played through the hip last year okay well whatever let's not count his injury time that he's been down let's just say that he's not been injured but let's just count his games has rendon put up numbers comparable to the contract that he signed no and i i think nobody does that with their contract 
I mean, maybe Manny Machado was San Diego and it wasn't right away. It wasn't until the second half of his first season when we saw the numbers really grow. Yeah. Um, but when you think about Rondon, it's just the same thing over and over again. I worry about him coming back next year. By the way, hi, son. Um, <laughs> oh, no, she's great. You know, I no, know she's awesome. And whatever, and the comments come in and whatever. And I, I, I want to play down the middle, of course, and say, you know, I feel confident he'll be back or whatnot. But it just seems like he's, you know, like you always say in the post games and all the comments, it's just there's something about his body is deteriorating. There's something soft about it where it's like, hey, this is going to break down. If it's not that, it's going to be this. It's going to be everything at one point to the point where it's like, hey, that 2019 year, he was going for the money and he got it. We, the Angels just happened to be the sucker who paid for it. And uh, to have him not on the field again, and you could tell when he was injured uh, the first time this year, they went on that losing streak. He might have been that important to the ball club when they were 10 games above 500. Could be. Just having Stallworth there at third base playing great defense. He does throw high sometimes. But the hitting was there. If it wasn't home runs, it was solid You know, line drives down the left field line for doubles mm-hmm. that brought in runs. You're not going to have that now. Now you have to replace that. The money side of it is saying, hey, he's supposed to be there. And I think he's just, he's taking it so easy. He's like, bro, I got my money. I'm good. I, I'm good. Like if I get, if I get any little injury, I'm done. That's how I see. It. But, you know, you're going to have the people out there like the honks, which I generally dislike where you say, oh, you know, don't worry. You know, uh, he'll be back next year. Like we said, the revenge tour. Um, this last uh, post game of 2023, he said, hey, he'll be back. Don't worry. You know, it's not his fault, you know. um, But it's kind of, see, I remember making a post on my old Facebook that's gone now saying, hey, um, I'm really worried about Rendon because he doesn't even like watching the game of baseball. He seems to barely care about playing it. When he does, it's nonchalant. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really show any heart, any fire, any desire. But man, he got paid like he should. And that's the unfortunate thing. You're going to have people on both sides of him, of his fandom say, hey, he's a great guy, but he doesn't care. So it's like judging those two. Of course, on my pregame show, I have to go down the middle and say, oh, you know, um, hopefully he'll be back next year healthy again. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, Oh no, it's gonna happen again next year. And what does he have? Like two, three more years left of this contract? So four. No way. Yeah, four. So if I had to take a bet saying he he'll be healthy for all four years, where he won't be out for a whole season after like three months, uh, all those four years I wouldn't take it. Like it's I'd bet the under on that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Angels, I think, would be thrilled and giddy like a schoolgirl if they, if he played four complete years after after this year's season. 
But my thoughts on Rendon real quick. You've heard him on the post game. I'm frustrated as hell. Um, I would love for him to be in there. There's no doubt the team's better with him with him in there. But I think Perry made a comment in the offseason with the new um, additions to the team and also the uh, all the uh, draft picks. He said that we're looking for high-quality people and we're looking for people that follow our ambition and want to uh, do the angel way, which, again, people make fun of that term, the angel way, but I think it stands for something different nowadays. And I think Perry's got a mindset of the type of people he's looking for. So he, I doubt if Perry would would have interviewed Rendon for that contract that he would have signed him. I think he would have saw those red flags and said, hey, well, look, this guy's pretty nonchalant. He doesn't baseball is just natural to him. It's not really a love of the game. He doesn't have that love, doesn't have a love to play the game. It's just it is what it is. It's a job to him. I don't think Perry would have signed him. So I think moving forward, we're going to see more of guys that fit what Perry wants. And, you know, he's unfortunately stuck with Rendon for another at least three years. I don't think he'll cut him anytime soon before that. But um you know, we're stuck with him at third base, and, and then now it, it's going to come down to who do we replace him with? Do we go out of uh, out of uh, market to another team, or do we freaking stay in-house and try to use like a Stefanik and move a guy to third or move Stefanik to third? So there's a lot of options in-house, but I think there might be this time to just go out and make a trade. So, um, But we'll see. It's definitely frustrating, and it's not going to help the Angels come back. That's for sure. Um, so that being said, the Angels moved up to Seattle for a five-game series, playing five games because that first week of the season, you have to use a doubleheader uh, to make up for the first week that was lost between Oakland and Seattle. How they do in that first game? The Angel way? We had a way. Yeah, yeah there <laughs> you go. Yeah. We had one. Uh, the Angels came in at 29 and 35. The Mariners at uh, 28 and 36. Third place in both fourth place in the AL West, respectively. Uh, the Angels won 4-1. to one. Shohei Otani went to 5-4. and four. Kirby got the loss. Iglesias got his 13th save. Um, got to talk about Otani. He finally had a start where he didn't allow a run. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have been great if he, even if he allowed only maybe one or two. But the bonus, after all those bad starts in a row, you know, on the road trip, uh, that he only gave up three hits, no runs, two walks, uh, six strikeouts. And then the bullpen consecutively, other from Ryan Tapera, who did not like the certain baseball that he was throwing <laughs> them back. It reminded me of the Matt Hungarian uh, Al Kurbowski at Dodger Stadium back in, I think it was the late 70s. He was facing uh reggie smith and he kept throwing the balls back to the umpire and then throwing them toward the dugout the umpire just threw two balls back at herbowski so that was weird about Tapera, and you could tell he's mentally there's something weird about him when he's out there when things aren't going his way he'll kind of have an episode like that maybe it'll get worse down the line as the season goes on where the pressure gets more wrapped up but we'll see He's the only one that gave up a run uh, in that game to Para. Uh, Kirby went uh, six innings as well, but gave up six runs or six hits, two runs. Sergio Romo, uh, which he keeps finding roster spots around the yep. league on the West Coast, mainly, uh, he gave up two runs. 
Uh, Mike Trout had the home run back in the third inning and then in the seventh inning off Romo. So basically it was Mike Trout four, the Mariners one in mm-hmm. uh, Thursday's game. And uh, it was good to see Mike Trout kind of break out of a little slump. Well, I should say a big slump because he suspected so much. I think everybody was realizing, like, hey, he's not doing so well. And uh, it showed in the L.A. series and the other series before that. And as we always mention it, too, whenever he goes up to Seattle, uh, he owns the Mariners. And he showed it uh, hitting the two two-run home runs on uh, Thursday. He did, and that was the thing that was kind of bittersweet about that game. Uh, I did like, like you said, Mike Trout getting out of the uh, slump. Uh, I did like Shohei Otani's start. I did like how the bullpen was used finally as it was constructed. Loop 7, 8th Tapera, ninth freaking Iglesias. That's how it should have been. That's, uh, that's how it should have stayed. And um, so Nevin got that right. They got the save. But I was just disappointed with, again, the hitting. The hitting, if it wasn't Mike Trout, they would have lost that game one nothing. Uh, it was very disappointing that they had uh, left eight more men on base. They struck out almost double-digit again. And uh, besides Trout again, he was the only dude doing anything. Uh, so that was my take out of that game before we get into the next one. Yeah, so Thursday they got their 30th win. Uh, then Friday came and all the doubts and just, just the bad things that happened happened on Friday. The Mariners ended up winning 8-1. to one. Uh, Robbie Ray uh, got the win. He goes to 6-6. Six and six. Michael Lorenzen uh, didn't look well. His first inning was his kryptonite, as it's been pretty much all season long. Uh, he went to 6-4 and four on the year. Uh, Lorenzen, he did go five innings though, and his bad starts. You know, even that one in Philadelphia, he still, hey, he had a bad start to the start, but he would, you know, collectively go five or six innings at least and give your bullpen, you know, a little time, a little more time to get ready for sure. That's but why. He, that's why I like him in Sandoval. I'm sorry. That's why I'm, I like him in Sandoval. They'll do that. They'll have rough outings, but they'll give you at least five or six. Yeah, and that's all you ask. The bullpen gets tapped, especially nowadays. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no more Nolan Ryan's or you know, Randy Johnsons to go out there and pitch all eight or nine. Uh, Lorenzen though, when five innings, he gave up seven hits and seven run runs, three walks, uh, three strikeouts, and one home run. Adam Warren uh, finally made an appearance. Uh, he had two innings. He did give up three hits and one earned run. He struck out two. So it was good to see him. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Ray, uh, he looked he looked pretty well. Uh, he had a no-hitter, I think, going into the uh, sixth inning. Uh, Stassi broke that up. Uh, Robbie Ray went seven innings, three hits, one earned run, one walk. He struck out ten halos. I mean, Second. he was just amazing. Yeah, again, well, I, I don't – right now with the way the Angels are hitting, striking out 10 Angels is kind of low. So if you strike out about 15 or 16, I'd be like, all right, you're on to something. You pitched really good tonight. But, uh, you, you know, yeah, I mean, they they literally – I mean, maybe a Kerry Wood start, but they they um they literally – they literally almost got no hit twice in one week, in less than a week, actually. So uh, that was that was pretty pathetic in that game. Out of that game, I took the fact that, uh, again, it looked like 
back to back to basics, back to the same bullshit. And uh, you know, I was pretty pissed at that. I didn't even do a post game that night because I was like, dude, why eight to one? I mean, they were they they didn't give a funk. I didn't give a funk. So <laughs> that's why I took a night off that night. And I went to sleep early. That's why I couldn't do the post game. I had to get up the next morning. By yeah. the way, that uh, the main uh, play of that game was just a Ty France had the bases clearing uh, double rally homered. You know, it was just one of those forgetful nights. And it seems like the month of June for the Angels, there's been a lot of forgetful nights. <sighs> yeah, by the Saturday, last, oh, last I was just gonna say last week in May and all of June so far has been pretty forgettable. Uh, Saturday was a doubleheader uh, starting at one o'clock. Seattle Mariners had their uh, Negro League uniforms from, I think, 1946, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool to say or see, I should say. Uh, the Angels won four to two. They got their 31st win. Uh, Iglesias was able to get the win. Castillo got the loss for Seattle. And Kahata got the uh, save for the Angels. Uh, but this was one of those uh, bad luck games, I would say, for Patrick Sandoval. Yep. Uh, he went six innings, four four hits, one earned run, two walks and five strikeouts. He did give up one home run to Dylan Moore. But that should be good enough to win. Your offense should score enough for your starter to get that win. Uh, Luke did come in. But Bradley blew the game, blew the save, basically. Tapera mm-hmm. uh, was used, Iglesias, Guajada. Uh, the starter for uh, Seattle, uh, Chris Flexen, he went five and one-thirds, gave up six hits, two on runs, two walks, five strikeouts. But after that, until Castillo, Munoz came in. And Munoz, I got I to gotta talk about him real quick. Uh, Andres Munoz, this guy is electric. And I saw him in spring training and then – uh, one of the first series against the White Sox, and his stuff was just amazing. And but sometimes it could be erratic. But uh, look out for him uh, on the weekend series in Anaheim. Uh, Come now, the bullpen. He's like a seventh inning guy, but in the future he'll be uh, definitely more. Uh, uh, Suzuki was able to bring in. Uh, uh, no, he had two. Uh, double. He brought in three, if you can believe that. Uh, Mike Trout had a home run, the third of the series, and there's more coming up. Uh, Morin Rodriguez for Seattle had the uh, RBIs for Seattle, but uh, just a shocker, uh, Suzuki had two RBIs, but it was just a shocker to see Kurt Suzuki contribute to the uh, 4-2 win. It wasn't all Mike Trout for one. Yeah, it was. Uh, he got his one hit for the month or week or whatever you yeah. want to call it. Um, he's pretty pathetic. He's another guy that should be off the team. And I got another guy I'm gonna rag on. He's he's my Rendon coming up here. But um, you know, he came through with a two run double. And again, Sandoval, like you said, he's been a hard luck loser. He's he he'll pitch a really phenomenal game, only give up one or two runs. Should be enough to win. Even I've seen him pitch uh, where he gives up four runs in six innings, but it's still good enough to win. Or at least leave with a tie and he gets an L because his offense can't do shit. So this game was uh no, you know, no different, a little more frustrating because, you know, like you said, Loop gave up the run. But then the tenth inning came around and I'm thinking, okay, we're seven and fifteen all time in in these in the stupid runner at second extra inning rule. 
And I was thinking we're going to lose because we had the runner at second. The first guy strikes out. The next guy flies out. Runners at third with two outs. And then you got Shroud up. And I'm thinking, okay, just just try to get a single. And he belts a two-run homer. So that's what you want as a road team to get the two runs. Because if you knock that one run in, you know the you know most good teams, unlike the Angels, if they're at the home team in the extra innings, they'll play for the tie. And then if they get the extra run, then that's a bonus. But for the most part, you want to take a two-run lead and put more pressure on the road team as they come in. And uh, I felt they did a really good job of that. And then the Mariners did not do, any, do anything in the bottom of the 10th. Uh, they stranded their run. And, uh, you know, the Mariners, again, for all that they put together in the offseason, the trade with Cincinnati and everything, I really thought they were going to have a boost in that offense. And right now they're still dormant as hell. They, they have not been able to fire on any cylinders so far this year. Yeah, Suarez and uh, I forget the other guy. Winky or whatever? Yeah, Winkler. I thought both would flourish there. Mm -hmm. I thought that would be the two perfect guys. but Yeah, to go along with Crawford. Yeah, Crawford uh, not not hitting so well. I think their bright spot in Seattle is uh, Rodriguez. I mean, this dude, he could do everything. Still, he can get on base. He can hit. You know, he's he's basically the guy that they're banking on for the future. And Ty and France. Have, yeah, Ty France as well. Um, but, man, it, it seems like they've had a list of guys that they say, hey, we're going to we're going to rally around this guy and he's going to lead us back to the playoffs. But maybe Rodriguez, the center fielder, will be that guy. So the uh, second game of the doubleheader on June 18th was um, – Three nothing angel win. Can you believe it? It's a winning streak. Well, it's hard <laughs> uh, they get their thirty second win. Mariners uh, get their thirty uh, eighth loss. The win goes to Jimmy uh, Herget. He did very well in the in the mm-hmm. cleanup. The loss goes to Tommy Malone. That just sounds like an eighties, you know, jersey name. It does. The save goes to uh, uh, Archie. Bradley yes. sounds like a happy day's name. Uh, <laughs> talk about Jose Suarez. You know, I remember he would do that thing. He would with this catcher last year when he would have the nose to put up like four, three, mm-hmm. two. Now they have the uh, that system in their heads. But anyway, he went four and one thirds, four hits, three walks, and seven strikeouts. And that's always the thing with Suarez. But this time he didn't give up any runs. But you get your number of hits, you get your number of strikeouts, you get your number of walks, and usually some runs. That's been his thing ever since he came up with the Angels starting games. It's just, I want one start where, hey, he has maybe one or none walks, and okay, strikeout seven, that's fine. But uh, but yeah, you give the win to Herjit, he definitely uh, earned it. Uh, he went three and two thirds, just one hit ball and one strikeout. I mean, he he did the job. No walks, no runs. Bradley gets a second save there in the ninth inning. Uh, for Seattle, it was a bullpen game. Murphy went two innings. Uh, he didn't give up any runs, but Malone came in with one run given up and in four innings. And then Sergio Romo made another appearance and gave up two runs. And uh, his ERA has bloomed all the way to 8.16. Uh, and, you know, I- I'm just wondering if 
you know, I know he's been around. I just wondered, you know, maybe this is Romo's last stop. Uh, but it was encouraging to see Lewis and Hifo get uh, two doubles. I mean, I, I never expect him to hit anything, honestly. <laughs> Mike Trout hit a solo home run, his 20th. Walsh hit his 12th uh, off of Romo. Uh, for the Mariners, uh, Rodriguez had a couple of doubles showing that speed. I mean, he's deadly around the bases. So, again, the Angels get their 32nd win on uh, Saturday, the second game of that doubleheader, 3 nothing. Yeah, sweeping the doubleheader was very nice. But, again, a bittersweet for me again because – you know, you don't score that many runs. And again, it was one nothing, a tight game until McKinnon, who started the game, Thor's uh, little uh, little brother, looks like, that they kept saying that on Twitter. Um, he did a good job. I mean, he just missed getting a first hit. Uh, uh, he, he's a very patient hitter. He's a career 349 minor league hitter. Uh, and, and he's come through the system. He's one of those outside shots, 30th round pick, and he's he's here. Uh, you know, uh, only problem is he plays DH in first base and he did a hell of a job making two fantastic plays at first base, but it was Walsh that came in in a pinch hit situation in his spot to hit the two run homer to extend the lead to three, nothing. Like you said, the bullpen, uh, did the job at the end. It was Herget who was just on fire and he's been with about one or two hiccups he's had. He's been solid all season and he just works through a lineup. He has a herky jerky delivery, great breaking pitches. And he had the Mariners fooled all night. And Bradley went in there, went one, two, three. So that was really good to see that they got to rest the big guns in game two and then have them set for Sunday. Uh, one other thing I'll say about Suarez is I've only seen him pitch, uh, I think, once or twice this season into the fifth and sixth inning. Uh, I wish he would get that far, but he does, like you say, mess around the plate too much, have too many walks. He just doesn't seem to have that out strike pitch. You know what I mean? That that one that could just knock you out after getting ahead. Because he does get ahead on certain players, but like you say, he walks a lot of guys. So his pitch count will be fairly high, and they don't like him going more than 87 from what I've seen. They're not going to let him pitch triple digits for sure. So if he's going to have to – if he wants to go longer into games, he's got to manage his pitches a lot better, and he hasn't done that quite yet. So, But all in all – a good victory, but you still feel that they left something on the field. Yeah, and then we go to Sunday, and I couldn't believe that the Angels are on a winning streak. <laughs> I count after two is a winning streak for me, and I couldn't believe that the Angels had two shutouts in a row. Yep, they get the thirty-third win on Sunday here, four nothing. Uh, they go to second place. They overclimb the Rangers. Mm. Uh, I think the Angels are still thinking. I think there's so much time left, but still, I think wild card is the only way. Uh, good man, Kenny Rosenberg started for the Angels today. Uh, he had four and two-third innings, two hits, three walks, and one strikeout. Quahada came in, and Wants got the win. Loop got the hold. Uh, and then a non-safe situation, which kind of scared me. Iglesias came in. But he got one strikeout, just like Pera did in Nathan. So uh, that was good on the Angels' pitching side. Uh, Gilbert got the loss for the uh, Mariners. He went six innings, four hits, two in run, uh, six strikeouts, and one home run given up uh, to Mike Trout. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like a theme. What was it, four home runs in the five games for Mike Trout? Five home runs. Uh, 
five home runs. Yeah, five of five. Uh, so he's up to 21. Stassi had his sixth double. Uh, just good to see. And then finally, Justin Upton uh, did something against his own old team against uh, with Seattle. He had a double today against Rosenberg early. But when you think about it, you know, only two hits given up. Upton and Crawford only have those two for Seattle. That was really encouraging to see uh, closing out this series and taking four out of five, uh, which sounds weird, but that's what happened. Uh, special circumstances. Uh, but yeah, when, when you take four out of five, you only lose one game in a series. Uh, that's very encouraging no matter who you play because Angels need all the games that they can get. I agree. This is a much needed series. They had to win. Uh, I didn't want to see a two and three set or something like that. But, uh, you know, it, my takes out of this game was the Trout home run was nice again. But the inning I loved was that Stassi hit. You know what I mean? He got a leadoff hit by Renifo. Uh, he, he beat the shift. And then Stassi poked one over the second base, uh, you know, and it rolled all the way. So it wasn't a deep drive off the wall. You know, he he hit a legitimate line drive that got to the gap. Renifo scored from third or from first, and Stassi went to second. Then Marsh comes up and promptly hits a line driver against the shift again. And, you know, away from the shift. And I love it. I, that's what, you know, those three hits in a row, I was deeply encouraged. I was like, all right, you know, they're putting together a little hitting spot. This is what you need. This is exciting. I like this kind of ball. And then I realized who was up next. And it was Andrew Velasquez. And uh, for like the umpteenth time, he struck out again. And that would be his third of the night. And then he would wind up finishing. He's like, no, 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 no. Hat trick is nice, but I want my golden sombrero. And believe it, all that hard work paid off. And he got his golden sombrero. Four strikeouts for the golden boy and four men left on base. I'm fed up with Mr. Andrew Velasquez. I'm done with the guy. Um, I'm tired of hearing about his defense. I still think Duffy, uh, Captain Jack, Renifo, whoever you want to put it shortstop, even when Fletcher comes back, can I'm st- even if, the, if their defense falls off and is not as close to being as good as Velasquez, give me whoever you can because I want some goddamn hits and walks, and you're not going to get anything from Velasquez because of two reasons. Jeremy Reed and Sorrento not helping him. And he appears to be too damn stubborn to change his uh, his approach to the plate. He's not shortening up. He's not putting the barrel on the, on the ball. He just continues the fucking launch angle, and it's going absolutely absolutely nowhere. That's where I wish that 1980-style baseball would come in, like 70s, where it's like, hey, just go for a line drive. Beat the, beat the shifts or put it over the heads of the outfit. Uh, or the infield, you know, mm-hmm. you said 5.5 hole. Don't try to be a hero. And I know you ranted on it when he hit the home run, how he looked back toward the dugout. Yeah. You felt a certain way about that. <laughs> I sure did. I mean, it, even though that was the home run that beat the streak, I was like, really, asshole? Get you, just run around the bases and get in the dugout. Act like you've been there before, but he hasn't really had a chance to run the bases like that. Well, that's the thing. Um, like, Act like you've been there, but you haven't been there before. So if yeah. that's like your first time or second time, just, hey, run around the bases. When you get to the dugout, then you could celebrate, throw the hat on, do the handshakes, whatever. I just felt that was inappropriate. I was like, come on, man. Let me, I mean, geez, if you're hitting 300 
and you don't have any home runs and you hit one. Okay, that's funny. That's cool. That's great because you're producing. You haven't produced shit, man. Don't act like you have been producing. That's what my whole thing was. Now, I think there's someone on our staff who loves Yunel Escobar, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I can remember him making this foul catch, and he did a little hop after, but the Angels were down, like, five <laughs> runs. And I felt kind of offended after that. It reminded me of the uh, the game I went to, and he did that. I was like, wait, you're down five runs. Why are you, like, hopping around, skipping around after you made, like, a foul catch? And that kind of reminded me of the you're filling with Velasquez there. And, and then um, Velasquez, he kind of reminds me of the Adrian Brody character in Angels in the Outfield. Mm-hmm. And the announcer basically says, hey, he's known for his glove, but not for his bat. And every time I, I hear that, I see Velasquez. And then, <laughs> you know, maybe they need an angel, you know, with him batting and the ball would just go, you know, all around and he'll be able to score something all the way home but um i heard i heard christopher lloyd still lives in santa barbara so he's not that far gotta bring him down it's good that he's still living to be honest (laughs) so uh to sum up yeah the angels won four out of five in seattle now they're back home for a let's see do math. Uh, nine game homestand, uh, which features the Royals, the Mariners with a day off on Thursday, Seattle there, and then uh, three there with uh, the Chicago White Sox. And they're a story by itself. The Royals, however, they've been in the Bay Area doing who knows what. Uh, they lost two out of three to the San Francisco Giants last week. And then this weekend, they take two out of three uh, in Oakland. So, uh, and they lost today four to nothing, I should say, in the last game of that series. Uh, I can say they're playing better balls of late, but the record is 23 and 42. The Angels are uh, 33 and 36. And tomorrow, June 20th, Monday, uh, this name, this last name is kind of fun. His ERA is not. Uh, yeah. Chris Bubbick. Mm-hmm. Almost gonna say something else. Uh, left handed number 50, he's 0 4 with the 8.36 ERA. He has struck out, however, 24, but that ERA is just wild. Uh, well, Noah Syndergaard will be the starter for the Angels. He's 4 and 5 with a 3.3 ERA and 35 strikeouts. Okay, I like that on paper, but will it happen? Or are we going to get like a no hit bid again? Because damn, <laughs> that, that, would, that would piss me off, dude. Because I'm looking right here to see who uh, Kansas City throws in the other games. It's uh, like you said, Boba Keasley and Lynch. So we're not going to have to face Grinky, who no matter what, you know, he pitches good against us. Uh, he's a, he's my dad would call him a space cadet. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Oh, I was just saying, uh, so yeah, I like our I like our chances in this series. I think I'm gonna do my inner rally, Chris, and say Uh-oh. two out of two out of three is the way to go, but I, I think we can sweep. I, I like our chances against Uh-oh. the Brewers. 
Yeah. Yeah, you have Bedmers going Tuesday against Heasley, and Heasley's only one in thirty. Uh, you hope Detmers, you know, he can find that touch again. Uh, Wednesday, uh, I'll get to the activities before the game after the uh, starting pitching preview. It's going to be a very special night. I'm hoping I can make it out. Uh, Daniel Litch will be starting. He's also another left-hander. So the Angels are getting two out of three left-handers. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, Shohei Otani will be going. Sheho? Uh, Sheho. Yeah, that should be his name. Sheho! Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, he'll be going Wednesday just to add a little flame to that fire on Wednesday. Um, quickly, the 22nd, uh, they'll have a 20th year anniversary of the World Series championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, probably the best birthday I've ever had was the gift I should say was them winning in 2002 and um, to see all those guys there again you know that's going to be amazing if I don't go I'm going to try to watch it from work somehow or listen to it Um, you know that's always special I missed the 10 year one in 2012 you know unfortunately um, but I know that was special and then to have to see all those guys together again, whoever will make it. I know that's going to be special. Now, one question was posed to me the other day about Wednesday's ceremony. By the way, the game will probably start instead of at 6.38, it'll probably be around 6.50, 7 o'clock. Yeah. The ceremony, I'm guessing. At 9.40, uh, 6.49, honestly. So give it 11 more minutes. The first pitch. Um, will Joe Madden be there? That's what I'm wondering. I heard he's going to be there. Yeah. So that's going to be well, a little. Re- <laughs> that's going to be a little weird, dude. It's like seeing yeah. your ex again in front of your new girlfriend. You're like, uh. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be a little weird. Um. Uh. Well, with that being said, like the 2002, like I, I can't wait to see guys like Salmon, Erstad, Anderson, Percival. Hopefully, they're there. Spezio's guy, I really want to see. Um, I know Benji Molina's working with St. Louis right now. He's trying to get in the broadcast booth with the Cardinals. I was really hoping he'd come on our show. I offered him, but uh, he said obligations with the Cardinals pro- prohibited him. Um, but, yeah, I think we're on a, on a good spot to uh, hopefully get um, get what we need here coming out of uh, this uh, series because it'll be nice to go down – memory lane and then the angels winning at the same time again and hopefully catching some of that o2 magic that angel fans always go back to when we start losing so especially the hawks uh, so yeah. yeah there's no darren Erstad here you know um, line drive hitting is out of the out of the realm hopefully wednesday we could talk about a possible you know sweep for that ceremony you know that would be nice. before the uh before the game that'd be awesome really quick the standings they're not angels are nine and a half out in second place wild card i believe it was four and a half out uh i guess that's the only attainable goal as of now yeah because now we have two teams to jump we have ohio and boston yeah and ohio as you say uh they beat i think they took two out of three from uh la to be honest with you yeah, they scored three in the ninth against Kimbrel today. That's why I was hearing the 
bad words about Kimbrel. Yeah. Yeah. The Angels four and a half out. Uh, White Sox are four, despite everything they've been through. They lost tonight against Houston. Uh, the Red Sox a half game back. Toronto, Cleveland, and Tampa Bay are all first three wild cards. And, uh, yeah. It's amazing what Cleveland has done. Boston back in the flame, and Chicago still in it. Uh, but you got to watch out for Texas and even Baltimore now. It's just crazy to say, but that's how far the Angels have fallen. <laughs> Yeah, they just got to take take care of what's in front of them. I, I always say, man, let's just get back to 500, get over 500, and then we'll see where we're at from there. And then just play every team ahead of you and try to win series, man. That's all they can do. So uh, I think that'll wrap things up for the show. Um, uh, so, yeah, because I know you probably got another engagement here in about 15 minutes. So, uh any final thoughts on the Angels moving forward through this week or what happened for, with Seattle? Uh, you know, like like I mentioned, it was encouraging with Seattle. Uh, you know, again, Trout, uh, on Father's Day, uh, showing who their daddy is, was, and still will be. <laughs> uh, and then hopefully that good vibration, those good vibrations will head into this series and this homestand, which the Angels really need, as I look nine games, right? Uh, they really need to take seven or eight on uh, to get back in the thick of things. You know, other the teams in front of them have to fall as well. But in order for this homestand to be good, for the Angels to come back, they got to take seven out of the nine, to be honest. So, hey, man, thank you for having me on. Your background is pretty cool with all the <laughs> logos. Uh, I can't wait for the throwback weekend in July. Me too. Awesome. We got to go to those games, my man. Oh, sure. Friday has the giveaway. and Yeah, sure. All right, brother. Well, that's the big, uh, what is it called? Um, Big Game James from all sorts of networks he's he's all over the place and he's talking raider football angels baseball all kinds of stuff he even mixes some nba and maybe some wnba horse racing in there from time to time but uh <laughs> but anyway thanks for coming on man and filling in uh, for our boy fernando he'll be back on hopefully sometime this week and might have you on and uh just keep in mind in the next two weeks maybe three weeks because fernando is going to be out of town uh getting married and moving so might need a little filling in here and there. So keep your options open if you could for me. Yeah. I'll write it down. <laughs> All right. All right, bro. Have a good one, man. Yeah, thank you.